doorbell's in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man! Game over! What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Episode 23. Ooh. The Michael Jordan number of episodes. Uh, sure. Come on, you you were a kid in the 90s? Surely you had a basketball singlet uh, in the middle of the outback. No. That's American cultural appropriation. People like us living in the middle of the Australian outback all getting around in Chicago Bulls and LA Raiders gear. Because <laughs> Australia doesn't have a culture. Well, that's like, uh, you know, gangster rap. Its biggest market is like um, like in a like suburban, like white kids from like middle class families. Yeah. You know, who are all like, yeah, on their way to get their like vegan, <laughs> you know, no fat cupcake and latte soya listening to, I'm gonna fuck them bitches up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember the the plague of people in two pack shirts. <sighs> yeah. 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 Do you know where the biggest market for country music is in the, in the United States? Oh, where? It's New York. What? New York. Are you making that up? I am not making it up. Is that all the rhinestone cowboys? I don't know. No, it's my girlfriend's really into American country music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, she explained it to me. I listen to a lot of Miranda Lambert these days. Uh huh. A lot of Dolly Parton. Uh, oh well, come on. Nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. Oh my God, the woman built her whole look on looking like a prostitute. She is my icon. Yeah, no, she is a fucking living legend. Yeah, absolutely. Did you know? Apparently, she wrote. Jolene mm. on the same day as I think it was like nine to five. Oh, really? On the same fucking day. <laughs> oh my god! Only like just two of the most iconic songs ever. Just just backed them out. Yeah, eh. I was like, just pretty much she's probably doing her taxes while <laughs> she was at it. Probably. Oh my god! Just like wrote it on the back of a napkin. Yeah, eh. and people people worship like you know Johnny Cash and that sort mm. of thought. Yeah, he's great, but fuck, he didn't punch out two hits like that in a day, did he? <laughs> oh my god and like she does not get the credit that she deserves no. like dolly parton is like she like she is a tiny little lady yeah she is a tiny little lady and those gajungas yeah. that she carried around how does she does not topple over she's an engineering masterpiece oh my god anyone else if, <laughs> if i had the same ratio that dolly parton had i would have like broken my neck by now she is a living barbie doll yeah yeah oh, she's so much better than barbie yeah. <laughs> But ironically enough, our largest audience in the United States, mm. funnily enough, mm. New York. New York, New York, it's a wonderful town. The batteries yeah. up and the crime rate's down. <laughs> See, I don't think it's so much the show tunes crowd as probably like the kind of people that listen to Sick of It All and maybe drive a cab after their Vietnam stint. <laughs> I think that's probably, <laughs> I had to clean the cum off the seats. It's an Uber. Of course you had to. <laughs> so okay, not with like not with the 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 Trump after five crowd. You don't think that's our market? <laughs> no, no, the Travis Bickles of the world. Okay, okay, no, it seems uh, yeah, I can live with that. Yeah, I can live with that. I can me. live with that. I like to think so. A shout out to everyone on the uh, subway being stabbed right now. <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you, <laughs> New York. New York, it's a wonderful town. <laughs> Oh. Uh, speaking of New York cabs, mm. and this is a weird way of getting around to some pretty tragic news, mm. but just before we kick into this mm. week's episode, we've had the, the passing of a screen icon. 
Oh, yes, we have. The one and only Mr. Yafit Koto. No. Uh, of course, uh, legendary star of, of course, the immortal alien. Mm. Um, and, of course, broke a lot of uh, ground for, you know, actors that were to follow him. Did you know he was the first black villain in a James Bond film? First and only? Um, in No, no, no. Oh, All right. Uh, but I, in, I know nothing about Bond. Yeah, no, no, no. In, uh, in of course, live and let die. Excellent role. Oh, my God. Yeah, right. In which he, although to like cliche, he ended up being a massive drug dealer, which was very stereotypical. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> But no, a brilliant actor, and of course from the the show Homicide: Life on the Streets, nominated oh, right. for yeah for I think how long did that go for? Was that seven about seven or seven years? I, I don't work for Variety. I couldn't tell you. Yes, uh, nominated for repeated awards, a lot of it for Homicide and just general theatre roles. Um, excellent presence on screen. There you go. Mm. They probably have so few black Bond villains because you can't have someone more fuckable than James Bond. <laughs> Who these Look, days is, is probably true. listening to West Coast Gangster Rap in his Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. You know what? Oh, my God. I uh, The controversy that was the last couple of years was yeah. – uh, well, when I say controversy, um, it, just, it just had certain people around the world get very angry. Do you remember this when um, – uh, they were talking that Daniel Craig was retiring, and yes. so they did the um, the usual list of who could be the replacement yeah. James Bonds. And of course, one of the names very top of the list was Idris Elba. Yes, because let's face it, he needs to be elevated to God status. Oh, oh, oh he's already there in my oh, pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and of course, would have been like the first um, black James Bond. So, oh my God, people were coming out of the room. Oh my God. It would just, it would just ruin it. It would ruin the history, the history of misogyny or you know sexism. Just yeah, sure, okay. Um, racism, you know, just sure, whatever. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I think he would have been an excellent James Bond. He would have been a phenomenal. He would have been phenomenal. But they just trotted out Daniel Craig again. I'm. I don't actually have a problem with that. Is he going to go and see Q and get a hip replacement that turns into a gun or something? <laughs> Pop a Viagra and it'll poison your enemies. You've just got to get them to suck your dick, James. <laughs> Not a problem. <laughs> I hope the villains are female. It's the 21st century. No. Yep. Oh, no. Mr. Um, uh, oh, God. I'm sorry. I've, I've had such a long day today. Well, in Skyfall, he did hint yes. that he's fucked some dudes. With, with Xavier Bardem. Yeah, Javier Bardem. Oh, what makes you think this is my first time? <laughs> That that was kind of hot. Like I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. I, they're, like they're two pretty hot dudes, and if I have to see two dudes going at it, yeah, that's the two dudes I want to see going at it. Yeah, and if you're gonna go with unlikely male sexual chemistry in a film that at no point alludes to the fact that there's gonna be some gay sexual chemistry on screen, yeah, you've got that example, which is fantastic because yeah. everyone, everyone, I'd love to see. Daniel yeah. Craig and Javier Bardem go for it. It was it was just I was just there and I was like, oh, I was not expecting this, but yeah. I'm actually strangely very into it. But then contrast that with the the absolute fucking steaming pile of horse shit. Yes. That was the latest instalment in the Alien franchise. Oh. 
with the flute playing oh, God. cyborgs. No! Looking to keep each other. They're going to, I don't know, electric reach around going to oh, happen. Oh, God. Very odd. I can't. I just, I don't even want to think about that. No. Don't make, Why do you always bring them up? You know, they just make me angry. I'm having trouble even remembering Ridley Scott's name. I'm so <laughs> pissed off. What a, what a terrible legacy to leave Mr. Yaffet Kodo. It's. Oh. My lord. But getting back to the, the New York cab reference I was going to talk about, the, mm. the only other thing I've seen him in, yeah. beyond the stuff you'd mentioned, is in the early 90s, yeah. Michael Moore, everyone's favourite boot-in-the-door journalist, <laughs> <laughs> you know, holding holding receptionists to account since 1988. Well done. <laughs> he, did a, he did a social experiment on the streets of New York where yeah. he got Yafit Kodo to stand on a corner uh, and basically try and hail a cab. Yeah, and if you know, the idea was, will a cabbie stop for a black man or yeah. a white guy who's actually a murderer? Yeah, and every time they drove past Yafit Kono, went straight to the white guy who was a convicted murderer. Yeah, it's really interesting to see. I'll have to link it. It's on Michael Moore's Facebook page at the moment, but mm. uh, we'll throw it up. I've uh, I've faced cab discrimination. Really? Mm. Um, zombie walk five years ago. Is this the one where you literally look like you have your intestines hanging out? Yes. yes yeah, well, there's a cleaning fee. You know, um, I I had put my intestines in a plastic bag. Thank you, sir. <laughs> At best, you belong in the back of a ute. <laughs> but it's discrimination against the intestine. I should say pick up for all our American New York country music fans. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They have, oh, my God. You know what? I cannot understand. Yeah. Oh, the, the things that, like, irk me when you see it on TV, when Americans keep saying, Pergola. Like at first I was like, what the fuck is a pergola? Pergola? We're gonna, we're gonna go is that out. a kind of wild cat? It's a pergola, mate. Oh, fuck's sake. It's a pergola. Yeah. Pergola. And just quietly, Australia invented the coupe utility, thank you very much, so you can call it a fucking ute. Oh, my God. 1934, oh. Australia, Ford Motor Company. Don't even get me started on aluminum. Oh, yeah. Fucking aluminium, mate. Aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah. God. You fucking backwards toilets and fucking pergola, 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 fucking. <laughs> I don't know why. Just that, like, if I went into a coma, I want someone to just come around and just start talking about their pergola. But then they also do things right, like fillet a fish. Well, no, I'm vegan, so well, no, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. But you at least pronounce it correctly. It's a fillet. It's not a fillet. Not <laughs> a fucking fillet. <laughs> fillet a fish. Fillet a fish, mate. In there, no, they don't. But, you know, then they use the... But isn't that French? Yeah. Yeah, filet. It's a French word. Yeah. So what did the Yanks do? Well, they got it right. They say filet. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah like chick filet. But then they have that shitty, like, fill dash A. Oh, we have the chick filet. We don't have chick filet in Australia. Under our pergola. <laughs> Fucking pergola. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I think we should get our listeners in America time to start a revolution. Yeah. The Pagola Revolution. Yeah, they're still on the imperial system. Oh. They're not going to jump aboard your Pagola Revolution. <laughs> I, I will say this. Yeah. People give the imperial system shit because yeah. nothing makes sense. Yeah. You know, 100 degrees is only like 38 degrees Celsius. Zero degrees is only like 12 degrees Celsius. Like it's it's nothing works. Everything's in like nine-fifths, ten-eighths, all this kind of bullshit. Uh. You know, the metric system. Water boils at 100 degrees, it freezes at zero. Every 10 milliliters is equivalent to 10 grams. It's completely interchangeable. The genius uh. of the imperial system yes. 
is that 100 degrees is exactly the right temperature that a fat guy won't mow the lawn. <laughs> That's exactly how it works. And then it doubles if you say it's 100 degrees in the shade. Science. There's fucking elegance in this brutish system. <laughs> so chuck that in your pickup under your pergola. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, thanks for the math lesson. You oh, know. Well, I'm... I'm slightly disappointed in the news that the To The Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences is no longer pursuing advanced hyperdrive systems. Oh, what? Have you heard about this? No. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. So, long story short, Mm. the guy from Blink-182... Oh, God, here we go. Tom DeLonge somehow Uh. convinced a whole bunch of guys from Uh. like Lockheed, the CIA, um, DARPA, and all these other organisations to band together and form... What was this weird crossover between a TV production company and an advanced aerospace research foundation? What? They got $20 million from the government to research like alien materials or some shit. It was weird. It's like the weirdest fucking story of all time. These are the guys who got the um, the US government to admit like that to release the TikTok video of um, you know, the Tic Tac UFO and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tom DeLong from Blink-182. Was the guy who started this. The guy who wrote all the small things. Right? <laughs> that guy. Oh, so they were trying to create hyperdrive? So they, they originally, when they, they first launched, had a crowdfunding campaign mm. to basically inject them with a whole bunch of cash and they were going to do an advanced interstellar aerospace research project. They had a guy from Lockheed Skunk Works standing there. Like, legit aerospace royalty yeah standing there next to the fucking dude who's got like lag <laughs> wagon <laughs> tattoos <laughs> talking about how they're gonna fucking build a ufo wow right and it, they were doing it for three years and now they've finally basically pulled the pin on all the like advanced aerospace research yeah and now they just kind of make skateboards it's fucking weird Oh my! Or oh my God! Have they just said that they've pulled the oh. because they got a little too? You know what I mean? Yeah. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. All I know is if we see them release a hoverboard, <laughs> you know they fucking they they did it. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. Yeah. Who who knew? That's but, my favorite story of the last five years. So that's what. Oh, so that's why Blink One Eight Two hasn't had any albums. No. They've and not only that, not inventing only hyperdrive. Not only has he been off doing that shit, he's also in another band that's way better than Blink One Eight Two. It's bizarre. <laughs> oh my god! No, what's bizarre is how obsessed you are with the guy from Blink One Eight Two. Well, it's because I'm into UFOs. Uh-huh. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> just look at you, man crushing! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he's even got a sexy little thin moustache these days. Oh. God. Gets around with like a fucking wharfies beanie on. I can't talk to you when you're <sighs> like this. No. My husky voice is gone too because of the I'm on inhalers and it's given me oral thrush. So if you hear me, don't give me that look. You drank River Murray water this week. Oral thrush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you can try and treat it with yogurt, but that doesn't fucking work, does it? It's got to walk around. <laughs> hey, look, no, no. Like, I mean, you know, real mothman eat the carpet. Like, <laughs> go down for the cause, brother. Go down for the cause. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna Michael Douglas this. I have an addiction, all right? <laughs> I have an addiction. It's medical, Rhonda. It's medical. I love that when Michael comes out and basically says, Catherine Zeta-Jones, 
her pussy gave me cancer. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. That's that's awkward. That's awkward. <laughs> it is awkward. How can you – oh, my – can you imagine bringing that up in counselling? So why have you been having issues? You will not believe what he just said about my pussy. <laughs> me, Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> and there's still 150 million people around the world, myself included, who are just like, yeah, you got to die something. <laughs> I got, yeah, you know what? Just cancer wards full of smiling dudes. <laughs> you know, there's just there's, there's there's some things that are you know you'd just look at it and you'd be like, mm, worth it. Yeah, and that'd be worth it. Worth it. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, that's like oh my god. Okay, so of course you know they've been talking about the COVID vaccine and there are those sort of you know fringe groups. There was this popular sort of amongst fringe groups saying that. Um, the COVID vaccines were going to physically mutate yeah. um, your DNA. Right. And there was a guy in America who was actually, because people were like, oh, something looks wrong with these vials. Because this guy was actually a chemist. Right. Uh, uh, worked in a chemist or a drugstore. Okay. Um, and he was a meth cook. <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually tampered with he all did, of the, yeah. the, the doses. Because he's like, oh, it's going to like mutate, you know, the human people. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, fucking hell, that is the greatest thing ever. Oh, my God. If you're telling me not only will I be vaccinated against COVID, but there is a 20% chance that I might become fucking Wolverine. <laughs> fucking shushing. More likely Bebop or Rocksteady. Uh, <laughs> I'd go with that. Oh, my God. Which if Okay, if you were going to like mutate, which X-Men would you be hoping for? Oh, well, everyone goes for Wolverine, but I've got to now pick a fucking weird one, don't I? Because well, you don't you've said to. Wolverine. I just presume you're going to go with the what was that one with the freaky tongue, oh, the frog boy, the frog guy. <laughs> that, okay, that guy might be able to fucking lick a coin off a urinal floor, but there's no woman in the world who's letting him go near it. Well, you know, he probably doesn't have oral thrush. That's all. I'm Dead, everyone, go, everyone either goes for him or Deadpool. You know what? Because I, I think it's um, as much as we would want to be noble and beautiful, like yeah. Captain America. We all know we're a shitstorm fucking Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if it was this DC mutant, everyone would be like, oh, fuck it, just kill me. It just <laughs> Give me the AstraZeneca vaccine that just clogs my blood up like Elvis's. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh. Well, you know what? Speaking of weird little monsters. Oh, what are we speaking about this week? That ties us into this week's episode. There you go. Which is... The Enfield Monster. Where's your catchy things? <laughs> yes, the Enfield Illinois Monster or even Billy Corgan needs some love. <laughs> oh, he's the soundtrack to my youth and occasionally school <laughs> drop-offs. Oh, but, but you said earlier, you were like, have you seen him lately? Yeah. And I was like, wow, he looks sort of like chubby and homeless. Well, yeah, he looks like a, a man who's well-fed, who you know, doesn't want for anything, does he? Yeah, just sort of like wanders the moor, like yeah. just, you know, looking lost. And There's whoa. a whole episode in Billy Corgan. Yeah. There really is. He owns a wrestling league. Yeah, what the hell is that about? I've got no idea. He owns a fucking tea shop that he just turns up in and plays like three-day-long gigs. He's like best mates with Dennis Rodman. Oh God! You know these are exact. You're just listing all the reasons why white people shouldn't be allowed to have money. And together with Ginny Chamberlain, possibly the greatest rhythm section in rock history. Oh, I'm just going to 
Fuck you. First of all, <laughs> for a start, not that I want to be critical, but first things first, the Enfield monster. Get a better name for your monster. <laughs> well, there's already the Enfield, the Enfield poltergeist. Uh, so no, it's not different catchy, country. Though. Different it's country. Catchy though, the Enfield monster. Like I don't hear it and be like, oh. well, you know, you're not like the Baba Duke, oh. Baba Yaga. No, like, but then again, you're the Baba lock- Ganesh. The Loch Ness Monster, world-famous tourist draw card. They didn't give it a cool fucking name, did they? Oh, no, but you got it in the Scottish accent. It's the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, well, you can't be like, the Anfield Monster. Well, but that, you need an Illinois accent. Oh, how's an Illinois accent go? I don't know. It's actually quite neutral, I think. <laughs> the Anfield Monster. Oh, if only it was a West Coast gangster rapper. We all have the cultural reference in Australia. We could have talked about it. <laughs> Our story begins near the town of Enfield, which is in the southeastern corner of the state of Illinois in the good old US of A. The southern part of Illinois has always had her mysterious secrets. Native Americans warned early white settlers of the mysterious happenings across this land. Rookie mistake. Strange orbs of light shadowy phantoms, and terrifying entities that prowled the forests. My friend Amir Rahman often joked that if he had a time machine, he wouldn't go kill Hitler or visit Jesus. Mm. He would go back in time and arm indigenous populations around the world. Mm. I reckon you could even go one better and just say, just shut the fuck up about the shit that'll kill them. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just like be like, oh, yeah. you know what? Go go head over oh. there to Enfield. Yeah, no, they need blankets. Yeah. Just go there. Go yeah. there. Mm. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. they've got lots of land you can have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just sit back. Yeah. <laughs> now, the Native Americans warned. They told of bizarre howling, shrieking, and screams in the night. Might have just been Smashing Pumpkins rehearsals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just the early days. (laughs) The tribes native to the area believed the area to be a cursed place and that it is prowled by evil spirits. It became known as the Devil's Kitchen. I think I've performed there. (laughs) At first, white settlers would mostly avoid it as much as the native tribes. April the 25th, 1973, at around 9.30pm, Henry McDaniel was sitting in his home thinking about taking his weary head to bed when in the stillness of the night, Henry and his children heard something, something scratching at their front door. It was their cat. (laughs) As if it was trying to get inside their remote farmhouse. Okay, yep. Henry moved slowly to the door. Personally, I'd barricade it. Would you barricade it? Because yeah. I'd barricade it. Well, if the cat's inside, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think he barricaded it? I'm guessing he poked his fucking head out. Henry looked outside <laughs> and saw something. That was so trusting back then. Something he couldn't recognise. All he could see was something furry retreating into the shadows. Thinking it was probably a bear, Henry grabbed his flashlight and his gun and opened the door. Okay, right away, you shouldn't be thinking, I think it's a bear. (laughs) Quickly, get my flashlight. I'm going to go out and 
blanket. <laughs> okay, it, it's a bear. It's outside. Leave it the fuck alone. You're inside. It's fucked off. The one good thing about the, the social decay that Fox News has brought about yeah. is that these days you just shoot through your door at the first noise. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it sort of got a warning. Yeah, thanks, Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Oh, my. But seriously, like, <laughs> who goes, well, it's a bear. <laughs> Get my science stones. Let's do some science, darling. Oh, I've, I've seen the cartoons. Get a broom. <laughs> Gather the children. <laughs> oh, my Lord. He saw something furry retreating into the shadows. Strong winds rattled the trees. Henry looked into the yard as he moved forward and then he saw it standing between two rose bushes. Rose bushes? Mm. Mm. A creature. Henry described it, quote, it had three legs on it. Three. (laughs) It might have been Michael Fassbender. (laughs) If (laughs) the stories that we hear about Hollywood... And that picture of him in his track pants are anything to go by. So, Neil's Michael Fassbender. So, instead of Bigfoot, it's Big Dick. <laughs> it just as was like it had three legs it's, on it. I was like, oh, it's cock squatched. <laughs> oh my god, cock squatched. Did it leave a fucking track that was just like footprints with a drag mark between it? Ah. Oh my god, luring single women into the forest Just scratching at the door I'm so chafed Do you have any Savlon? Some pawpaw Little Vaseline, anything I'll borrow a bucket I'm so dehydrated (laughs) Oh my god (laughs) I was going to say What's that? Every time I come, I need to be put on the saline drip. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Oh. Oh. Like watching a python regurgitate it's too many rats. Just... <laughs> Poor old cocksquatch. Oh, Lord. It had three legs on it. There you are. There's our next T-shirt. Uh, cocksquatch. Cock <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! We can have a little salt and pepper shake where the squatch separates from the cock. One bit for the pepper, one bit for the salt. Oh my god! The salty cock. Oh, the poor abominable snowman with his freezer burn. Just a foreskin as tough as rhino hide. Can you imagine? Yeah. Oh god. So what did our rational friend who's now looking at a incredibly well-endowed cryptid have to do? <laughs> Not my rose bushes! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, talk about three big pricks. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, I've got to increase my uh, oral thrust. Pardon me. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, that's what you said when you saw the three-legged cock squatch. <laughs> no. Now we know how you got the oral thrush. Uh, hillbillies would never be able to hunt for cock squatch because they'd be too scared of the homophobic blowback. Oh, that, oh. He could just walk, he could just dance in front of them. They'd just avert their eyes, hands yeah. in front of them. I can't, I'm not, not looking. Oh my God, that's what you would do. You wouldn't need to be like, you know, raw. Just like, just chase him, cock out. And they'll be like, my God, it's going to give us the guy. 
And what a gay. Give us the gay. That's what happens when you are touched by another cock. You catch the gay. Oh, he could dock with a space station. <laughs> <laughs> cock squash. Raker. <laughs> Oh God. I just, I just hit a tonight's episode of Cocksquatch. Gone Cocksquatching. Oh. oh my God. Yeah, like rednecks would not be happy with no. a giant throbby Cocksquatch. <laughs> oh my God. It had three legs on it. A short body, almost like a human body, two little short arms. Okay. Can you imagine the irony? That's why his dick had to get so big so we could get up to his little T-Rex hands. <laughs> he started off with just a little wang and eventually over time it's just had Evolution. to Evolution. Like... <laughs> oh, the rednecks had hated him even more. Oh. That Darwinian giant cock. <laughs> Insult to God. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you think that's why T-Rex was always so angry? He just couldn't jack it. <laughs> you find a prehistoric couch. Yeah, okay. Two little short arms and two pink eyes as big as flashlights. But again, I was looking at his face. (laughs) Did I just cock squatch? My eyes are up here. (laughs) It stood four and a half feet tall and was greyish coloured. That's because all its blood was down the lower end of its body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was probably just gripping onto the rose bushes because it was getting light-headed. I was scratching on the door. I need a packet of sugar (laughs) and a rubber band. Some compression bandages, maybe. I just need to sit down. I got a head rush. (sighs) Oh, God. Oh, the creature hissed in Henry's words, <laughs> quote, like a wild cat. Oh, hello. Henry rapidly fired his gun. <laughs> he rapidly fired multiple shots at the creature. One of these shots hit the creature and then it turned and fled. The creature travelled 50 feet with three massive jumps. It fled towards the nearby railway embankment. Just kegel squats. Mm, boing. Bing, boing. That muscle works. <laughs> you can't just press it down and leap off it. <laughs> like Ram Man from yeah. Masters of the Universe. Yeah. Boing. <laughs> go, quads, quads, go. <laughs> I imagine some fucking cool running style Disney movie where they enter cock squats <laughs> in the high jump. <laughs> or his own fucking pole vault. <laughs> <laughs> we need to bring back John Candy now. <laughs> Jurassic Park, that motherfucker. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I'm just, uh, goals in life. Uh, Cockswatch. Oh, I don't have a job. Uh. <laughs> Henry. Called local police. <laughs> I bet he was fucking judicious in that report, though. Any other distinguishing features? It was a leg. I'm not gay. It was a leg. 
Oh, honestly, my dog looked at it. It won't hunt no more. <laughs> oh, my God. I had to have a conversation with children afterwards. Oh. Oh. Henry called local police who came to his property and discovered a series of footprints in dirt near the house. Tell you what, female Sasquatch must have some fucking hips. <laughs> Oh, the prints measured four inches across and were described as similar in shape to dog prints, oh. but with six toe pads. The layout of the prints was consistent with an animal with three legs, as described by Henry. Police also found scratch marks on the outside of the house that would seem to corroborate Henry's story of a creature scratching trying to get into the house, as well as tears in the fly screen. Oh. Mm. So let me get this straight. Fly screen will hold it back, but a gun does nothing. (laughs) No, 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 because it scratched the fly screen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just giving it a gentle little scratchy scratch. Yeah, yeah. You know. Like a cat wanted to get out. Yeah. <laughs> Henry described it to the police as a, quote, monster from space. <laughs> oh, fucking all right. Although police were sceptical about that notion, <laughs> Henry was recounted by police as being, quote, rational and sober at the time of reporting the I incident. Bet it fucking sobered him up when he saw that wang. <laughs> Just all your insecurities come travelling home like a dolly zoom in Jaws. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah, you've been drinking all night at the bar, and that like that'll get you sober. Holy shit! <laughs> we're gonna need a bigger vag. <laughs> uh, we just got ourselves some skipjacks. Oh my lord! I actually that did actually happen to a friend of mine. Really? She actually went home with a gentleman. Yeah, and then. He took his pants off and she saw it and she was literally like, you know what, I think we should be friends. Oh my goodness. Like, this was good. Um, I just remembered I have a meeting in the morning. No one knows what it's like <laughs> to be cocksquatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was just like, she was like, no, nah, I'm not even like, your personality ain't good for me to even oh, try attempting wow. that. She was like, no, I'd, I'd be like ruined. Like, yeah. Yeah, so unless you're going to pay for the surgery to fix this afterwards. Yeah. I've uh, got a meeting in the morning. <laughs> like Dolly Parton's face when you're done. <gasps> At a press interview, Henry said, quote, if they do find it, they will find more than one and they won't be from this planet. I can tell you that. Well, it's a scientific leap of faith. But... <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. Yep. <clears throat> um, Reporters interviewed nearby residents to find out if they too had any encountered with mysterious beasts. One of the neighbours claimed to have had an encounter with the beast just half an hour before Henry. When the parents of 10-year-old Greg Garrett were startled when their child, who had been playing in their backyard, said while they watched television, the child burst into the house through the back door hysterically crying. The child told them that a misshapen, hideous beast had rushed from the darkness to attack him. He described the creature as nothing from this world. It was five feet tall and it had three feet, short, stumpy arms with taloned hands. 
Its skin were its skin was grey and slimy, and its eyes were red and disproportionately large. Cogsquatch a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> the beast stump uh, stomped on the boy's foot and ripped his shoe with his claw. Before the boy was able to retreat inside without his shoe. Upon inspection, there was no trace of the beast outside. Right. The creature would not be seen again for two weeks. Cocksquatch isn't so funny when he attacks a kid, is he? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he is Catholic. (laughs) Yeah. Then on May the 6th at 3am, Henry was awoken by his neighbour's dog's incessant barking. Henry rose and went outside to investigate. Okay, yeah. 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 Here's a cock squatch. (laughs) He went looking. Yep. There he saw it. The same creature from before, casually lumbering along the railway tracks near his home. That's a typical alien thing to do. Uh, yeah. This time, Henry did not shoot. <laughs> okay. I got my science stones. <laughs> I'm going to catch this thing stand by me style. <laughs> but instead, watch the creature for nearly several minutes as it walked along the tracks. Right. Later that day, Henry called the radio station WWKI and reported having seen the creature. He said, quote, I saw something moving out on the railroad track and there it stood. I didn't shoot at it or anything. It started on down the railroad track. It wasn't in a hurry or anything. <laughs> I didn't shoot at it. Yeah, woohoo! Oh, country gentleman. Later that day, a group of people, including WWKI's news director, Rick Rainbow... Oh, Rick Rainbow. It sounds like a strip club DJ. <laughs> Rick Rainbow. <laughs> Rick Rainbow. Oh, he's a former member of Van Halen. and oh, oh. Rick Rainbow <laughs> searched the area surrounding Henry's house. He reported back that he observed an, quote, ape-like creature standing in an abandoned building near Henry's house. The party even claimed to have recorded the creature's cries. No. The party then shot at it and the creature fled. Fair enough. Rick Rainbow and Cogsquatch sounds like a sitcom. (laughs) Solving crime. (laughs) Standing tall. But what I don't understand, okay, so if you've travelled, okay, to go see this thing, who goes, oh, my God, quick, there it is. Fire some shots at it. What's the point of that? Were they just so enraged by jealousy? <laughs> American tourism is very different to Australian tourism. Oh, my Lord. Take nothing but photographs and leave only footprints. <laughs> Versus fucking shoot it. Fucking shoot it. Shoot it in the dick. <laughs> it's, dick it's, it's dicks like iron. <laughs> pew, pew. Clang, it's- zoom. I like a picture is like Wonder Woman and her bracelet is actually based on Sasquatch and his dick. Pew, pew. Just repelling bullets. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, charging the enemy Nazi line of Cockscotch? <laughs> Just like, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Not circumcised, you Nazi bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The bear Jew. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. And then he just pulls back his foreskin and then like Captain America rolls out. <laughs> I could do this all day. Oh, Batman. Oh, here we go. <sighs> so yes, they shot at the creature and surprisingly, the creature fled. Oh yeah. Well, they're, they're all fucking stormtroopers. None of these cunts can hit shit. Oh my god, I know. Seriously. Uh, Henry's story soon spread across the country and it did not take long before the small town was flooded with visitors desperate to catch a glimpse of the Enfield three-legged monster. (laughs) I'm renaming this episode Cockscotch. Where's the the statue to Cockscotch? Some were just curious. Some were just open. Others were hunters, desperate to be the one to bag and tag the monster. <laughs> Before Grinder. <laughs> Before Grinder, there was Cocksquatch. <laughs> Soon the surrounding woods were flooded with armed hunters of all ages and skill sets, armed to the high teeth with weapons and ammunition. So basically the scene from Jaws. Yes. Where everyone's dynamiting the water. Ah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Henry later claimed that the sheriff warned Henry to stop talking about the creature in an effort to stop the swell into the once quiet town. Stop the swell into Cogsquatch. <laughs> but by now, others were claiming to have seen the creature. Okay. Mike Mogul. And Rod- What's with all the fucking wrestling names? Hey, wait for it. Mike Mogul and Roger Tappy. Fuck me drunk. Two hunters from Indiana claim to have witnessed a large, quote, grey monkey sprinting through the underbrush of the, for- the forest much too fast for them to get a good shot at it. Mike and Roger were drunk. <laughs> Mike and Roger were on a Brokeback Mountain mission. Yeah, I, <laughs> I couldn't get to my gun because we were holding hands. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, you know what? It's good that, like, Cocksquatch could, like, bring people together in, like, a time where it wasn't accepted. It just comes rainbows. Oh, my God. Cox, we find acceptance with Cocksquatch. Oh. Later, police were called to investigate reports of gunfire in the nearby woods. The police arrested five men from out of town on hunting violations and for creating a threat to the public safety when they were all firing in unison. Jesus. The men claimed that they had only come to photograph the creature (laughs) and were only carrying a multitude of weapons for personal protection just in case. Well, the pen is mightier than the sword, but I always keep a sword just in case the pen fails. <laughs> the men claimed that they spotted a grey hairy creature in the woods and that the men had fired at the creature, hitting it multiple times, but their bullets had no effect whatsoever. That's how much big dick energy Cocksquatch has. <laughs> the sheriff was unconvinced by their story. <laughs> And said this was not about a legitimate expedition, but was simply a case of men, quote, out drinking and raising hell. (laughs) Another party, again including WWKI's Rick Rainbow, claimed to have seen a grey ape-like creature hunched over near the woods near Henry's home. They reported that the creature moved at a speed that was much faster than any human being could run. 
And despite their best pursuing efforts, the creature disappeared into the forest, but not before the creature emitted a blood-curdling wail, which Rick Rainbow claims to have captured on tape. Really? Mm -hmm. Could you find it? Couldn't find it. I could not find it fucking anywhere. Could not find it anywhere, yeah. The following year, cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman wrote an article about the Enfield horror in Fate magazine. The author listened to the recordings of Rick Rainbow, visited Henry's home. It's just Rick Rainbow's band, let's be <laughs> honest. It's his demo tape. It's the Sasquatch. <laughs> it had percussion. <laughs> and whilst he was visiting Henry's home, the cryptozoologist claimed to have heard peculiar wailing in the nearby forest. Definitely the band. <laughs> I was just going to say, somebody went to town with Sasquatch and didn't lube up first. <laughs> oh, oh, God. He said, quote, I travelled to Enfield, interviewed the witnesses, looked at the siding of the house the Enfield monster had damaged, heard some strange screeching, banshee-like sounds, and walked away bewildered. Oh. Some would suggest that the Enfield monster was nothing more than an escaped kangaroo. With a man from Ohio contacting a local newspaper who had run a story on the monster to suggest that it may have been his pet kangaroo, Macy, who had disappeared the previous year. That does account for quite a bit of it. Henry himself dismissed the idea publicly. Henry claimed to have had a kangaroo as a pet whilst on military service in Australia in World War II, and what he saw, quote, one no kangaroo. <laughs> Others suggested that it may have in fact have been a wild ape, noting that wild apes had been reported throughout the Mississippi area since 1941. Yeah. Now, in 1941 and 1942, citizens of Mount Vernon, 40 miles away from Enfield, claimed that they were being terrorised by a strange beast that looked like a baboon and that could leap large distances. The creature was blamed for a string of livestock deaths. People reported hearing unidentifiable screams in the nearby woods and creek beds. When a dog was killed by the creature, the townspeople hunted the creature, but the creature had the ability to, quote, leap from 20 to 40 feet in a single bound. So it easily eluded them. So we're still in kangaroo territory here. Because a kangaroo, a big one, mm -hmm. could kill a dog because mm -hmm. they're vicious fucks. <laughs> they really are. We've, we've covered this in episode 11. Yes, yowies. We covered this. So if they're provoked, if they're like, if a dog tries to attack a kangaroo, yeah. if you try to punch a kangaroo, it'll fucking have a go back. Yeah. Don't you worry. They're, I mean, they are descended from megafauna from the post-Ice Age period. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're fucking big animals. Like the whole, the kid who got barreled over yeah. by, by a greasy grey animal with red eyes. Yeah. So, you know, kangaroos actually do lick themselves to mm. stay cold. Yep. So you could have a greasy fucking grey thing. They they grab onto you with their arms. If you've ever had that happen, scratch at you with their feet. It's the sound though, yeah, which we covered in the the Yowies episode. I'm not going to do a full refresher course. So I found refresh our listeners. Well, I found a crazy woman on the internet who teaches you what kangaroos sound like. 
kangaroo. I am a kangaroo. What do I say? I make grunting and coughing sounds. And sometimes I hiss. So it's basically me. But they do sound like this. <laughs> so either a kangaroo or Barney Greenway from Napalm Death. <laughs> but it does work in death metal. Uh, yeah. Oh my god, you have legit created a whole new genre of music. Well, that was the band Meth Leopard. So we've now got Meth Kangaroo or... Ah, Rue Meth. Rue Meth. Keep it in my pouch, cunt. <laughs> it's not a pouch, it's a bum bag, I'll fuck you up. Oh my god, we need to put out an album. Add that to the merchandise. <laughs> Just Rue Metal. Oh my god. We might have to change the theme tune. We might have to, yeah. <laughs> but the question is... A kangaroo, an animal native only to Australia, yeah. menacing the good people of America <laughs> in a whole different continent? It's, it's, it's an impossible theory, surely. Nah, Yanks are fucking crazy. Turns out <laughs> it may be a hell of a lot more common than you think. Yeah. Private zoos, man. As far back as 1899, a kangaroo was reported seen in the wild of Wisconsin in New Richmond. Jesus. In 1934 in South Pittsburgh, Tennessee, farmers claimed that a giant kangaroo-like beast was roaming the land, killing dogs, killing chickens, and a German shepherd police dog. (laughs) Very specific. Very specific. And devouring them over a five-day period. Farmers claimed that they chased the kangaroo to a cave, but then it disappeared. Although, considering that kangaroos are vegetarian... Yeah, strictly. (laughs) Someone needed to do a better job of describing just what a kangaroo was (laughs) and the fact that it probably wasn't one. Grove City, Ohio, 1949, a bus driver claimed that he saw a kangaroo on his bus route. You never know. In the 50s, 60s and 70s, multiple kangaroo sightings were reported in Nebraska, Minnesota, Kansas, Washington, Michigan, Oklahoma, Colorado, Delaware. Yeah. And at the Canadian border. Fuck. British Columbia. But my favourite occurred in 1974 in Chicago. Okay. Gangster fucking roo. A citizen reported a kangaroo standing on a neighbour's porch. (laughs) Fucking fair enough. Two police officers were sent to investigate. There was no sign of any animal. (laughs) Later, the two officers would come across the kangaroo in an alleyway. Right. The officers attempted to herd the animal into the back of the alleyway, (laughs) to which the animal complied and then simply hopped over a fence (laughs) and eluded the police. (laughs) Yeah, they love being cornered. (laughs) Leaving the police red-faced and much ridicule in the press. 
There were numerous sightings the following month of a kangaroo all over Chicago, as well as over Illinois, Indiana, and Wisconsin, leading to suspect it was in fact not one kangaroo, but a gang. So you, I bet you can trace that back, like the butterfly flapping its wings that started a tornado on the other side of the world. <laughs> that kangaroo evading those two police is the reason there's so many black deaths now. <laughs> Just fucking shoot it. <laughs> well, because, yeah, it comes back to, like, you know, in, in America, everybody would just, everyone just brought, like, oh, there was, like, there was a guy who tried to import hippopotamuses. Yeah. You know, into into America, like, mm, they're good eating. There like, was all those fucking wacky travelling circuses where people boxed them. and Yeah. There's actually a rescue service for people that have got emus yeah. and kangaroos and all sorts of dumb shit yeah. that well, does not make a good pet. Well, yeah, you see these people who just like, I just, I have 50 pet, like tigers, lions, wolves, yeah. jaguars. Like, what the? No. No. Just no. <laughs> oh, my Lord. In 1978, in Wisconsin, two men took a photograph of what they claimed to be, this is important, Okay. a large kangaroo. Okay. All right. Really large kangaroo. They've seen enough that they can pick the difference. Oh, it's a large That's kangaroo. It's not a wallaby. Sitting beside the highway. The photograph was examined by experts and was found to be a small wallaby. <laughs> And all I can think, if those guys are looking at small wallabies, like, they would fucking shit, like, okay, like, a big, um, like, red male kangaroo, they are all muscle. They're just jacked as fuck. Like, they make the rock look like a pussy. Yeah, and they're fucking huge. Yeah, they're like, they're giant, they're fucking King Kong. We'll put, we'll have to put something up. Like, yeah. they would just, rem- do you remember that people took that picture of that exceptionally jacked like kangaroo. Yeah. Oh my God. Can you imagine? They're like, oh my God, as they run from a wallaby but straight as, into that. As they bound past you, like in a car, you can feel it in your car. Yeah. Because there's a 200 kilo animal. Yeah. Just fucking moving at the speed of a car. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's kind of all I can think is these guys who were impressed by the wallaby. It's kind of like in <laughs> Aliens, where everyone had been looking at the little drones and then she finds like the mother alien and yeah. you're like, holy fuck. <laughs> Oh, my God. The last wild kangaroo roaming the streets of America was reported as late as 2013. But back in 1978, David L. Miller, a researcher at Western Illinois University, investigated the story of the Enfield monster and published his findings, claiming it was a case study in social contagion. Okay. Suggesting that... The first three hand reports had been exaggerated by news and gossip into an epidemic of suggestibility and panic. Again, the Fox News model. During this investigation, the 10-year-old boy, now 15, recanted his story, saying that his report that night was a hoax to tease Henry and to have fun with the out-of-town reporters. Nah, he's 15 and he doesn't want the world to know that he saw Cocksquatch because that would make him gay. <laughs> now, the best thing is while I was researching, yeah. okay, because Henry always denied that it was a kangaroo. It was okay. an ape-like creature. Um, you know, he insisted that it was something else. 
Now, I found another quality article. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, on this case uh, from the Reading Eagle newspaper. The Reading Eagle? The Reading Eagle. Or is the town called Reading? Or is it literally named? Is it like some kind of weird onomatopoeia where the, the eagle literally reads it <laughs> with like glasses and goes, hmm? Hmm. I choose to believe it's the latter. Okay. It's the yeah. Reading Eagle. <laughs> Uh, from August the 22nd, 1973. And bear with me, I've got to bring this up on my on my screen. It wouldn't print out. It was being very weird. Um, this fabulous article is just called, okay, Wednesday, August the 22nd, 1973. It's the story of the Enfield monster. Title. Monster is poo-pooed. <laughs> That is a great title. Well, there you go. The, the, it's it's easy enough for an eagle to read. <laughs> Hard to pronounce anything when you don't have lips. <laughs> this is true. Uh, but again, I feel I have to, obviously, I'm going to read this article in the, yeah. you know, the voice of the day. Okay, please do. Okay. Monster is poo-pooed. <laughs> Enfield, Illinois by Chris Detrow. It all started down here a couple of weeks ago, down here in Enfield in White County, Illinois, when this good old boy, Henry McDaniel, heard this scratching at his front door. He opened the door and saw, well, he saw this, this critter. (laughs) And it looked like nothing had Henry had ever seen before or like nothing you or me had ever seen either for that matter. Henry says that it was about four to five feet tall and was covered in grey fur. And it had a good-sized wide head. (laughs) Common enough so far. Then it starts sounding a little different. I shined my flashlight on it and saw these two eyes about three inches apart, kind of glowing red or pink back at me like truck reflectors. And it had three legs. Right in a row, standing there. Just like a man. <laughs> a real man. Winking at me. Its arms were short and stubby, Henry recalls. That was on April 25th, and Henry says he saw the same thing standing on the B&O railroad tracks outside his house again on May 6th. Well, you'd think that with a critter like this running around loose, the whole town of Enfield, population 750, about 30 miles from Kentucky, as the crow flies, would either... (laughs) would either be shivering in their shorts behind locked doors or else fielding a small army to go out and look for it. Not so. In fact, nobody is really doing anything because nobody, well, almost nobody believes Henry. (laughs) To find out how the townspeople feel about Henry's monster, you don't have to do much except sit. Somebody will bring it up. I hate to dispute somebody's word on something like that, says the waitress at the Echo Cafe and Motel, but I doubt it. The Echo Cafe and Motel looks to be just about the most modern business in Enfield, and it isn't really in Enfield, but is a mile south of town at the intersection of routes 45 and 460. (laughs) Has all the excitement helped business any? Nah, not a bit, she said with a disgruntled shake of her head. You think it would have, though, wouldn't you? 
I think it's about all over the net now anyway. I heard the sheriff told him he'd better not be seeing any more monsters out there or he'd be off to the funny farm and somebody said he's left town. <laughs> somebody else asked her if they'd caught the monster yet. No, but if we do, we're going to butcher him and eat him. Fuck me dead. White County Sheriff Roy Parshard Jr., a young sheriff with thick muscular arms and chest. I'm guessing this reporter gets paid by the word. Is a little more sure of himself. (laughs) Again, this was a different time. People weren't accepting. (laughs) But I just love that. Who's like a young sheriff with thick muscular arms? Wait till she sees Cogscott. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) (laughs) No, there ain't a damn thing to it, he says flatly. I let all that stuff go on until he got people with guns out there. Then I went out there and I told him, if I hear any more from out of here, I'm a hauling you in. (laughs) He did haul in five monster hunters on May the 8th and find them for hunting violations. Nothing, especially monsters, is in season now, according to Poshard. But the sheriff is in the White County seat of Carmel, 11 miles away. You go into Enfield expecting to hear a little more on the monster. Reba Trapp thinks they're making a mountain out of a molehill. She owns Reba's Cafe, which shares a building with a golf gasoline station. <laughs> You'd really get a feel. You do. You know, for the... I ordered from a menu above the counter that said, no swearing aloud, be good or be gone at the end. Jesus fucking Christ. Reba has been there a long time. (laughs) A truck driver was sharing the latest on the monster. The information he was telling the other patrons at Reba's consisted on an account of a University of Illinois anthropology student recording a screech and his assessment that it might have come from a type of ape. I think I'm going to apply for hazardous driving pay every time I come to Enfield, he said. But he wasn't serious. (laughs) Mrs. McDaniel, an attractive, olive-skinned mother of three, was in the house when Henry saw his monster, and she's glad she didn't see it. McDaniel, the disabled World War II veteran, has two guns in his house, a little twenty-two, which he says makes a, quote, pretty good hole, now sits by the door just in case. The other one is in the bedroom where McDaniel once shot a hole through his wall at something that was fooling out round the back of his house. Now it's a glory hole for Cockscotch. We're going to need a bigger hole. Just like being visited by Mr. Snuffleupagus. It might have been that thing then. I don't know. Anyway, about 9.30, Henry heard the scratching outside his door and looked out and saw something. He thought it was an animal, maybe a bear. We have bears down here sometimes. He got his gun and a flashlight and went outside where the wind was blowing strongly. He spotted something between rose bushes to the left of a big maple tree in his front yard. Jesus fucking Christ, keep going. When he got to within about eight feet of the thing, he shined his light right in its eyes. That's when the light came back, pink at him. <laughs> that wasn't the light. <laughs> it was his urethra. And that's when Henry fired his gun. 
four times and he he sure he hit the thing once it just hissed did you ever hear a cotton mouth hiss well that's how it sounded and then it jumped onto those weeds over there, Henry said, pointing to some thick growth. And then it jumped again over that ditch and then a third time into the tracks. I never did see it turn. It just jumped. The total distance from the rose bushes to the B&O tracks is about 75 feet. All around the tracks is scrub bush and undergrowth so thick you could dump a body in it and they'd not find it for a year. Jesus Christ, this person's a bit sinister. <laughs> Then Henry jumped the ditch and got on the tracks and shined his light. By that time Henry had gone about 80 feet, the, go- the thing had gone bootin' and a-scootin' a good 440 tracks down the yard to where the tracks curved. The state police had somebody here in a hurry, says Mrs. McDaniel, but they didn't produce any monster. His tracks and some fur on the bushes were all that were left, McDaniel said. Station WWKI in Kokomo sent a guy down for two days. Rick Rainbow. Yes, Rick Rainbow. And he was supposedly recorded the same type of screech. Recorded. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Ah, Recorded uh, by the student. Henry McDaniel says when he saw the monster, it didn't do anything but give a loud, short hiss, and that only when he shot it. When Rainbow, yes, Rick Rainbow, came to Enfield, he brought Ed Phillips with him. Ed owns a pet shop in Kokomo. And McDaniel says that he is also a big game hunter. He brought tranquilizer guns and other monster haunting paraphernalia with him, but never got to use it. That's because Poshar put a stop to any and all monster hunting. Rainbow says that he also saw what he thought was the monster in an open end of an abandoned shed near Spring Springerton, north of Enfield. He said it was five to five and a half feet tall and was grey-black in colour. But nobody believes Rainbow, Rick Rainbow, either. The newest lead on the monster came from Mertes Fields. She's the Enfield town treasurer and also the stringer for the Carmine newspaper and radio station Rye. She got a letter addressed to the publisher of the Enfield newspaper. Mertes is not the publisher of the Enfield newspaper because there isn't a newspaper in Enfield, but she opened the letter anyway. There's no newspaper there because this cunt's used all the paper. It was from Alan Yorkshire of Ohio. He thinks the monster is his pet kangaroo, Macy, who was last or stolen over a year ago. He's offering a $500 reward for information leading to the capture of his kangaroo and is supposed to come to Enfield. So if you see a man walking around a field just screaming, (laughs) Macy! He's just looking for his kangaroo. Henry doesn't think he'll show up, though, and even if he does, it won't do him any good because Henry's sure it's not a kangaroo. I used to have one as a pet myself, he says, until I sold it to this fella that had an animal show. Oh, God. And kangaroo tracks have claw marks and a kangaroo has a narrow face. This wasn't no kangaroo. The treatment he's getting from the rest of the town bothers Henry and his wife. And a derogatory poem is being circulated about Henry 
and the monster. Which <laughs> I makes, think this monster might be from Nantucket. <laughs> which makes McDaniel wonder. They think I'm crazy, he said. I can't help what I saw, but it's not my problem. If that thing kills somebody, it just isn't my problem. If I see it again, though, I'm going to call the FBI, not the sheriff. There's other people that's seen it, too. They just ain't saying anything. I just wish all this was over, said Mrs. McDaniel. (laughs) And here endeth our review of all the cafes and gasoline stations around Enfield, Illinois. Yeah, that bitch wouldn't be able to tweet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my lord! I've like, I've heard of some padding in an article in my life, but oh my god. That's what I'm saying, she got paid by the word. (laughs) Oh my god. My favourite bit is like, and then I read the menu and I ordered from the menu. The menu said ham and eggs, three ninety five. Well, she's keep typing. She's got to keep her fingers busy in case she's around any more muscular cops. <laughs> lest, lest she start diddling on the spot. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so that is like one of the larger articles, and then underneath it is like very tiny, tiny articles. Watergate, how it all started. <laughs> well, it didn't involve no monster from space. <laughs> and slimness and success are there advantages to being thin? Well, that's rhetorical, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> oh my god! And to watch for that and other exciting features in the paper. There you go. So. The question still remains. Some people say it is a a case. There's nothing more than a case of mass hysteria. Yeah. Others say it is something much, much worse. My money's on a three-legged raccoon that got really fucking big. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know. You get them in Illinois? I don't know. I was like, yeah, but not, not like four to five feet. No, maybe a really fucking big one. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the other thing as well, I mean, it's one of those things is, you know, yes, if you do have a creature that lives in the wilderness, doesn't like people, doesn't come out of the wilderness, yeah. oh, and only a couple of people have seen it, that's because it's not the type of creature to go wandering, yeah. you know, down the main street. So, yeah, sure, the only remote farmhouse, if it was going to scratch around, it makes sense it would see that. But then surely... In all this time, somebody else maybe should have seen Maybe. It. All the habitat loss. We should be seeing these creatures. Mm. But we're not. Yet. Yet. That's it. As the world you know, gets smaller and smaller and suburbia you know, keeps going out and out. Mm. Mm. All these diseases waking up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, the other thing as well is I was thinking for like, because I was watching a show and there was a lot of like um, – what were sort of like rural farming properties. Obviously, you know, they're not farms anymore and they were being built from, you know, people, you know, richer richer people getting out of the suburbs. Yeah. And so going there, you know, for the, like the quiet life. It's very, the, that's the other thing that affects the environment as well. Whereas before, whereas, you know, you, it would have been farmland. Farmers obviously go up, go down at the sun. Yeah. So they don't know what's crawling around at night. You have like, you know, inner suburban, you know, people moving out who sit up all night. Yeah. Um, you know, everything is like lit up. Obviously, they're going to notice stuff that may not have been noticed wandering around in the dark before. Might just be a city person who's lost. 
and they just didn't recognize it. <laughs> but again, that's the other thing. Like we've said that, like you take people who've never heard like the sounds of a kangaroo out to the bush. Yeah. And then they hear it. And it's just like. <laughs> and then that motherfucker stands up and it's nine feet tall. <laughs> and has a dick that's 12 feet tall. <laughs> and massive balls. Kangaroos have got huge balls. Yeah. Yeah. Good on them. Yeah, well, what do they do with them? Try not to bounce them on the <laughs> ground, I imagine. <laughs> They're like an animal that's got its own truck nuts. Well, you know, it's probably it's probably something to do with like the weighting. Maybe. You know, maybe to make it more aerodynamic. Maybe it's like a pendulum and gyroscope that keeps them balanced. Yeah, exactly. It's just sort of it goes over too far. Yeah, I'm um, waiting for the David Attenborough special where they film kangaroo balls at high speed. <laughs> so you see them flapping in the breeze. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm sure there's a video on the internet. Somewhere. Without a doubt. And it's we, probably, probably we, Cox Watch has probably got an OnlyFans by now. <laughs> hey, man, it's a COVID time. You know, we're looking at a lot of, like, yeah. you know, evictions. People aren't paying their rent. Yeah. People have got to make things, man. Exactly. We all find ourselves doing things we never thought we'd be doing. Yeah. I mean, Cuban Superman or Cox Watch? <laughs> Which one do we go with? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so so what do you think? Do you think there's a possibility that cock squatch exists, or do you think this is a case of somebody seeing something in the middle of the night and mass hysteria ensues? Look, because I'm an optimist, I'm going with cock squatch. Mm-hmm. Only because I want to see merch. Well, because the other thing as well is like when the police arrived, there were tracks. There were there were tracks, and there were genuinely like in in this gripping uh, paper in the Reading Eagle, um, there is actually pictures of like the side of his house. You can see, you know, they're like I mean, obviously anything could have torn, yeah. you know. But there were, and there were scratches on the door, which you know were consistent with the story. Um, and again, it's not like you know Henry made squillions of dollars from this. Like if you're a if you're a bit of a country bumpkin, yeah. You know, and you like living alone in the middle of nowhere. What's the point of making up a story like this and going to all the effort to like recreate tracks and boredom? <laughs> How often can you masturbate in your cabin? That's what it comes down to. Ah, oh, listeners at home, um, let us know just how many times you can. Oh my god, you know what? <laughs> Is that how the Spanish Inquisition started? Just like, fuck, what are we going to just... Do you want to play cards or not? Fucking who you know again, Barry? I reckon Jesus. we just asked the one question that might get Ted Kaczynski on the internet. <laughs> how many times can you masturbate in your cabin? I know this one. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I would type faster, but damn it, it's so hard with one hand. <laughs> how do I email him this typewriter? Just don't open his email. <laughs> Whatever you do. I know we've established everything is going through you. <laughs> you 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 are the you are the cock valet. Okay. Everybody sends everything to. Uh, yeah, to me and my fucking oral thrush. <laughs> I reckon we've prattled on enough. We've gone into an hour and fifteen minute territory. Oh shit! Yeah, I need a big clock in here. And with, with, I don't know with an episode on sascock, we've got a fucking sascock or cockscotch. <laughs> Oh my god, I have this idea of like the merch It's just the giant like cock squat And it just like flops out There's a giant clock You know what we should <laughs> Like flavour flavour <laughs> What we should have is like a Like a like a carry bag Yes And the cock is his 
the strat. And it just goes around. Yeah. Oh, I'd buy that. Yeah. But anyway, thank you for joining us again on the podcast. Uh, all you New Yorkers, sorry for our ignorance. <laughs> but in our defense, we actually have access to, to medication at affordable prices. So. Yeah. Woo! Hooray! Well, thank God for your thrush throat. Yeah, my inhaler cost me $7. Oh. It's like 200 bucks in the States. You're shitting me. Nah, man. That's why I'm never fucking going there. I'm just there I'm just saying they had a revolution once. They could have one again. Yeah, fucking get started. Fucking. <laughs> Jeff Bezos should be fed to dogs. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> oh, my God. And it should be done in, in five to seven working days. Fucking oath it should be. Set targets. They need efficiency targets to kill their billionaire overlords. Oh, my God. Yeah, just as you, you know, just don't try to do it in a scheduled pee break. Exactly. Yeah. But, but thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. And uh, as always, real, real, real mothmen eat the carpet. <laughs> Fuck, we're awful.